Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the astrology podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life. We're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the Zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So today's episode is going to be all about Scorpio season for 2023. So I've been doing these forecasts. Um, I personally like to look at the transits of a season. Like I have this calendar. I'm not sure who I downloaded it from, but I'm a big like planner calendar person. So in like I can click on like my Google calendar and I click it off so I like have everything in front of me. But I can like see the transits that are going to happen in my calendar because I like have this, like I have it in there. Um, I've also used the um, Cafe Astrology, like they have a a list of like the transits as they happen. So it's just like a cool way to follow them. And so, yeah, these episodes have been doing pretty well, um, the monthly forecast, just because it's like, how can we work with this energy on a monthly basis, right? So Scorpio season is personally one of my favorite seasons. Um, I feel like October in general, it's like called spooky season. And I have, I've noticed this thing in the last few years where like everyone, if you're like secretly into woo-woo and astrology or any kind of witchy stuff and we all have levels to the to the depth of how deep we go with the you know all these kinds of things and I feel like people who are like secretly into it just like full out make it like known and then once spooky season's over like I find people kind of like put it away and I feel like we need to be in a world where like it's okay to be into all this stuff year round, not just spooky season, you know? So anyway, but I feel like everyone calling it like spooky season. It's like, well, yeah, Scorpio season, duh. Right. But anyway, so the sun enters Scorpio on October 23rd. And when the sun shifts into Scorpio, we like enter fall. So like not enter fall, like we're in fall. I mean, So it's like, it's been fall and it's not yet winter. It's like, it's a fixed energy. The sun is setting, you know, earlier. It's like dark out. You want to go inside. The energy almost kind of like forces you to like be alone with yourself and your thoughts and like how, how and where and why and how and all those things. Like, can you dive like deep into different things like kind of you know if we are inside your home more and like you're not out in the world it's like you're hidden away so like what can you uncover when maybe you're not as like busy with some things my hands are doing my like weird motions um 
but yeah, Scorpio season really can encourage us to like dive deep, um, go into like psychology type things, uncover, you know, why we do certain things. It basically like allows you to go into things that you maybe normally think are like scary, but they're maybe not as scary. I personally love Scorpio season. Like I really like it. It's a good season in my, um, chart uh like I I like it I'm cool with it some people might not like it because of the more like darker sides of Scorpio energy or the just extremely intense emotional things you might feel um it's the first time we're ever four minutes since the episode and I said emotional once I mean I kind of like it's like okay we're in a water season you know the sun enters a water sign it's like okay we're in a more we're in the emotional waters but I feel like there's so much more depth to the water element than just like oh emotional and it's like I don't know it's it's more like an intuitive if you if you've met a Scorpio you like you know like they just know things so I mean really in general it's like a great time to do like intuition practices like just right now personally for me like I'll get these random thoughts that come in or like I'll just think something I'm like where did that come from and then like five minutes later something happens and then I'm like what the heck so I'm learning to just trust my intuition more and Scorpio season can be great for that I mean it's like do like a a card pull in the morning and like tap into your intuition that way check to see where the planets are um, this is like your Scorpio season homework. Um, go and like get a reading that you've always wanted to get done. Like I personally have never done like a psych, have I done a psychic reading? Maybe not like really, really little, but not like as an adult, like where it's you, like I would take it a little more seriously, but it's like a psychic reading, psychic or medium. Um, I haven't, no one's done a tarot reading for me in a while or like maybe, it's an oracle reading, keep things a little lighter, or maybe it's like tea leaves, or maybe it's astrology, like whatever it is, but like tapping into something that allows you to go deeper in a way that doesn't make any logical sense, right? But the intensity of Scorpio can be like very strong. Uh, I'd like to describe it as like water that's on fire. You know, the traditional ruler of Scorpio is Mars, so it's like this really like focused energy too it's kind of like I say we have a like a uh every 30 days our our focus shifts and then whatever Scorpio rules in your chart like whatever house that'll be like your focus but we can even say that like the house Scorpio rules in your natal chart it's almost like you're laser focusing on that um almost to the point of like obsessed or like possessed but it's kind of like Scorpio season might reveal like unhealthy obsession. But then it's almost like how can like how can you almost like get obsessed with something like that's like good in a way. When I start talking to these, I never know where I'm going with stuff. So the next thing that happens after the sun enters Scorpio on the Monday, on the 23rd, on the Saturday, the 28th, we have our full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. So this is a big deal because yeah, so, okay. This is the last eclipse in Taurus for like a bit. Um, 
Yeah. So back in 2021, we would have had um, like the nodes. It, we would have started eclipses with the Scorpio Taurus axis. And then I would have said this in the Libra one. There was the solar eclipse with the new moon in Libra. But because we're in like the middle of like the nodes changed mid-year into uh, Aries and Libra. So like we still have an eclipse though, like with the Taurus. And then in the spring we had it with Scorpio. So it's almost like that like changing point where this year, you know, we have you know, a set of eclipses that are like Aries, Libra, and then a set of eclipses that are Scorpio and Taurus. So it's interesting. It's like, we're still not like changing over of the energy. So you can kind of think about themes that have been like really big in your life since 2021, things that have happened. You can look back at the dates for the new and full moons in Taurus and Scorpio in 2021, 2022. Um, you can look in your natal chart and see the access of Scorpio and Taurus and see what comes in there. And really what I what I would say that this full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus is going to bring, it's almost like an ending to whatever has been the focus. Not ending in a bad way, but like maybe an ending is not the right word. Like a wrap up. So like I'm going to give my example because I just like I know where it has been in my chart. <laughs> Um, so for me, it was, um, it's 511. So Scorpio is five, house five and Taurus is 11. So if you're cancer rising, like you maybe been feeling these things or even a cap rising too, because it's opposite. Um, yeah, I started off in 2021. I said, as a cancer rising, I'm just very particular about people. I'm like, I'm, I'm really picky with people who I become like close with or who I call a friend. I'm like, like extremely loyal to people. Most people that I call my friend I've known for years. And then I like stay friends with people for years. I just like, I hold something so special it, to me. Like in my heart, there's like a loyalty, a protectiveness. as just like, and there's like that not trusting as easily. So um, I'm very picky with people. And Anyway, like my, so in 2021, you know, I had like four friends and then I had like, um, my boyfriend and then that boyfriend was like an off period and we're on again. He's a Taurus. I mean, I, yeah, like Taurus for me is my house of like community and groups and friends and everything. And for me, I've always felt like it's very important. This is as a Gemini Venus to be friends with the person that you're dating. So like for me, I feel like I'm, you, I can have that like friendship and I want to say like camaraderie. That's the word that's coming through with my boyfriend. And like, it's easy to be like funny or silly or like lighthearted with him. He is a Taurus. So his son is in my like 11th house of like the friend stuff. And so it's like friend and in a relationship. And I, I think the friendship is just important in general, no matter what astrology you have. Like, I feel like you should be friends with your partner. But um, that's just the one interesting, like he kind of popped into my life with these um, eclipses things. But I had like four people, like four humans I called like my friends. And then slowly, one by one, and I didn't, I don't think I was as aware that it was like the eclipses 
but like one by one, like one person left and then another person left and then another person left. And I was like, what is going on? But it was like this really weird thing where I was like, I've changed so much and my energy vibrations personally, and this is the fifth house, like personally, like who I am and my expression and like the energy I hold and how I lead and how I assert myself and the things I want to speak up for. I'm like, they're not in alignment with these people that I I met like a while ago. Like I'm different now. And it's like, honestly, like honoring this, like, it's okay if you change and the people you were friends with, maybe you're like, you're not friends with them anymore. Or maybe it's just not as close or maybe the friendship changes. So for me, I've had like a big cycle of like people, but like, it's also very special to me that my best friend, I've been friends with her for like 16 years, which is freaking wild to say throughout all of this stuff, like we have still remained very close. Like we say like best friends, like if God, you know, I don't really, I don't know how I feel about marriage truthfully, but like, God forbid we get, we get married. You know, we are like the maid of honors to each other. Like that's the energy the friendship holds. And it's like very sacred. And there's this thing with it where it's like, I moved, she moved to a different city. You know, we do not live in the same city, but we, our friendship, it's still there, like the energy of it. And so I, I don't know why I'm like a tad emotional talking about that, but it's like, there's a very interesting thing where it's like the people that go through life with you and like can honor that like yes I knew the old version of you and like that's who I became friends with but I can continue to be your friend as you grow and evolve and I can honor that and then you can do the same for me like honor that I'm changing and and things you know and I feel like people at their core there are like things that stay the same about them but like certain things will will shift and I do think it's beautiful to be able to say you know like I've been friends with my bestie for 16 years and we are different people and we live in different cities but the friendship is like still there and like it's amazing it's like the energy of like when you haven't seen a friend in a while and then you see them and you're like oh my gosh like it's like, I just saw you yesterday. Like there's no awkward moments or anything like that. So I have no idea what's going to happen from, from my solar. I didn't want to go off on too much of a tangent there, get emotional. I'm like thinking, where am I in my cycle? Like I'm like on day eight, maybe. I don't know. Like I'm, there's no more menstruating, but I'm just like, why am I getting so emotional about that? But it's just like, I don't know, there's something really special about, like, people who can, like, not judge you for, like, how you've changed, but they're just like, yeah, she's changed, cool, and they, like, respect that it's, like, your life, and they can be a part of it, but, like, it's your life, and you will change as you will, so, like, shout out to my Leo bestie, but I don't know what's gonna happen with the, like, eclipse and tours but I know it'll be a lesson for me around like community and like people um even like the 
the community I've built, like doing the podcast, like the audience is growing. I have no idea who listens. Like I know some people tell me to listen to the podcast and I like love hearing that, but like, I can't see you guys like when you listen to the podcast, I don't know who it is, but I know it's people from like, not just in Canada. Like there's like, you know, even like the community I've built of like clients, but then also just like people who also do astrology and like other spiritual stuff. And there's just like, I've connected with people all over the world and I love that because it's like I know someone in like Australia and then I know somebody like someone in Sydney and then I know somebody in like Reno, Nevada and I can talk to them about astrology and they get it and we just like get it but I've like never met them in person. It's wild but it's so cool but like people who live a kilometer away from me, they don't get it, you know. It's, it's like it's interesting. So um, actually on the full moon, I will be at like an in-person event teaching a a moon workshop because, you know, the 28th of October is a few days from Halloween. So, you know, the spooky season stuff is out. And so I'll be teaching a workshop. So that might be like the culminating moment of like, I don't know. I'm like, it's very 5'11", you know, I'm like putting myself out there, being seen. That's the fifth house and the 11th house is like, I hope everyone is super duper into astrology and the moon because I am and I get really excited when I talk about it. So I just hope nothing feels too crazy because like full moons, you never know the energy that's going to come up. But you kind of have to think like I went off on my tangent for like how it's shown up for me, but kind of just thinking like for the last two years, what's kind of been a recurring theme around like May and like November and, and like what what has been coming up like what if what new intentions have been set what's been releasing right so like I definitely set new intentions for calling in a more aligned community and then when you like call in those people you almost have to release the people that I describe are not vibrating at the same not even the same level because there's not levels but they're just not vibrating at the same frequency like it's just not working so definitely um that's the, the, the eclipse will be like a wrap up of your, your Taurus Scorpio houses. So it's like a wrap up eclipse of like lessons and like, some people say like faded events will happen, but it's like, I say like a wrap up of, of the faded events, but like no one can predict it. You just have to be like super open to what is going on on that day or the days leading up or the days after right so next on november 4th it's my grandma's birthday um saturn stations direct in pisces so saturn entered pisces on march 7th 2023 and it made its way up to seven degrees and then it went retrograde in the summer and it's gone all the way back down to zero and I think that is so fascinating. I'm so happy it's done being in Aquarius. And so, yeah, yes, Saturn and Pisces. So if we think from like, because it's, it's when it goes direct, it'll be at zero, which is like a very powerful energy. So you almost have to think about like what was going on mid, like on March, March 7th and like in the month of March and like what was the focus, what was going on. And I feel like it might resurface and then as you move forward to go past that like seven degree mark. I mean, if you want to get real into it in your chart, you got to find zero to seven in Pisces. And then if you have zero to seven in like like any planets, 
in Pisces, Sag, Virgo, or Gemini, you're going to feel it the most. I have like all the mutable, so I've been feeling it. I've been feeling it. And so, yeah, but like looking to see what's going on. And then if you are age like, oh my gosh, if you were born like, I want to say like 2001, around there, like if you're like 21 to 23, 28 to 30, 35 to 37, and like 42-ish, or I don't, I don't know how far we go age-wise on the podcast, but you're experiencing like a square, a return, an opposition, and like you're going to just like feel the effects the most. So like some people might feel like a strong, I have to go to the spiritual. Some people will feel like a strong pull to details and health. Um, some people will feel a strong pull about discerning information. It's just like so I like we're all gonna have like a focus of Saturn like in the house that Pisces rules in our chart for like three years but if you have mutable planets like you're gonna feel it way more the like seriousness or the stress or like the pressure from it but I'm really excited for it to go direct because it's almost like a little review period of like what did I do from like March until the summer I don't know the exact day it went um, retrograde but like March the summer what was I working on and then it's been doing its retrograde back so you could like reflect on it and now you're like okay wait after reflecting I actually want to go forward in this direction instead but it'll be a same theme I'll give my my example for me it's like the ninth house of like higher learning and I was like I'm gonna get this diploma and this and this whole thing has happened with this particular thing and I'm like, I wrote exams and I don't have my exam marks back. And I'm kind of like, I feel like stuck, so, like so stuck. And I'm just like, I I don't necessarily want to give any more money towards it because I'm like, I don't even know if I've like passed or not. And I'm like a tad anxious about that, right? And then I'm like, well, what it like, I just, it feels really weird, but like, I do want to do more learning and get more serious about learning. And so I'm like, where do I go now? And so I'm kind of at this place where I'm like, I need to learn. I just don't know what. Is it a course? Is it like a program? But I'm like, I have so much doubt in the thing that I did because I wrote exams in June. So it's been like three months and I was supposed to have the stuff in like, end of July and that's not happened so it's just concerning from a few standpoints and it's interesting situation but yeah there's that but that's so it's an example of like you know going forward with education and then something happens and now I'm like wait was that the right education so there's my little example I like to throw in um yeah on November 8th, Venus enters Libra. And this is exciting because Venus, like that, it's at home in Libra, right? So I feel like this adds like a tiny bit of like a lighter energy to Scorpio season, a little softer. It can be like more time with your partner, more time with yourself, like self-care nights, you know, dating yourself in a way, like self-love, all that but like really tapping into like what makes you light up things that you really love to do and really focusing on them. Um, 
it could be like you're even like doing like the love languages quiz with your partner and like figuring out like the best way to communicate with them venus and libra you like might really just want to be with another person so it's like great time to like just i don't know ask your friends to do things so if you know there's something you normally do by yourself you're like you know what i'd rather like have a little buddy have a little partner there with me to do that reach out to people it's also just the time i feel like if you're like in a relationship and it's like also cold where i am you know in november and it's like great just like literal like cuddling up and like i mean like strictly like cuddling there's like that softness to the like the venus and libra it can also really go to like um like style and and things like maybe you either will want to shop more but like be like what is my style do a style quiz go on pinterest create like a new do like a wardrobe edit closet clean out pair outfits together like tapping into that too maybe it's like your hair or like the way you do your makeup or like different things like that just all the fun like good stuff with with libra but in a sense like everything i talked about relationship style beauty whatever you're gonna want to make like a little bit of a change because you're gonna want to achieve more balance right so it's like oh if i've been spending too much time with myself i need to reach out to all these people so that like i feel more balanced with my relationships or like my closet like literally feels too full or there's too much of this we need to bring some balance so it's all about bringing that balance but like in different different ways mercury enters sagittarius on november 10th so lots of like mercury moves fast but it's like open your mind new perspectives learning things just podcasts books asking questions but then also like it's Sagittarius energy can be very like, I know what I'm talking about. I don't need to, to hear what you have to say. Like Sagittarius energy, if if you study it at all, it will say Sagittarians can be like open-minded. And I think sometimes they're not. So it's kind of like that fine line balance of like, what are you an expert in? And like, humbling yourself a little bit and being like yes I'm an expert in this but I don't know everything where can I bring a beginner's mind approach or like where can like like let's say like you're an expert in something like whatever let's say whatever job you have and you could totally teach and train and educate people like you know a new person coming in like you would know what to 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 do and you you could easily teach them I'm gonna use the teacher example here and you're like, I know I, I, I can do this, like this job with my eyes closed. I could teach somebody. I'm like, I know everything. Right. But it's like, no, where can you step back and be like, yes, I know a lot, but where can I learn? Where can I improve? Where can I be a student? So that's that fine line with Mercury in Sagittarius. Um, it'll be like, it'll zip, it'll zip through, Um, And then we end the year off with Mercury retrograde, but I'll get into that in another forecast. Nothing to be scared of. Um, Then the last little thing that happens is we have the new moon in Scorpio on November 13th. It's Monday, November 13th. Um, But yeah, new moon in Scorpio. This one is not an eclipse or anything. Um, It's just a new moon, dark sky. Where can we set intentions? 
it's always nice to think about what was going on in the spring like with the full moon like what were you releasing with the full moon in Scorpio in like May I believe it was May 5th and now coming into this and being like what new intentions am I setting around like depth and intimacy or like psychology or really getting to know myself and like being with myself and exploring my emotions. You can also literally look to your chart and see that Scorpio house and then set intentions with like that level as well. Um, mm-hmm. Or you could literally just trust your intuition, Scorpio, very in- intuitive. And like whatever your intuition is like telling you to set intentions on, like literally just listen to that and don't question the logic behind it. Um, yeah, I would say that. So Scorpio, new moon, dark sky, sun and moon, Scorpio, intense emotional energy. It'll like almost force you to be by yourself. And like sit with yourself in your like inner world and being. But some, I don't know. I don't, I don't mind when the moon is in Scorpio. A lot of people don't like it. I'm, I'm okay with it. I don't mind it. I, I kind of know why I don't mind it. But if it's like, if, if possible, like just be aware that Monday, it's a Monday. And if you have to go to work, like maybe it's a more quiet day at work. Maybe you're a little more reserved, right? Um, if you're feeling a little bit more emotional and you can sense it, like give yourself that time and space to feel. Do not allow any inner critics to like shame yourself for feeling emotional. Like you're allowed to be emotional. If something comes up, like let it come up, feel the emotion. Don't hold it tight and like let it sit in like your stomach or in your body. Like allow it to express and like feel through. We can always look to the opposite in astrology. So like it's a new moon in Scorpio, but how can we look to the opposite, and which is Taurus. And Taurus can be like extremely somatic, feel it in the body practices. So if it's like too much emotion, too much intuition, like psychic, attack, psychic attacks, like you're picking up the energy in the room, how can you ground yourself? Um, I'm just the person that's like, if you're feeling really emotional, like literally don't go to work. <laughs> see if you can work from home take a day off or how can you bring things with you out of the house to make sure like you feel grounded and like you can create a safe little bubble of protection for yourself because double Scorpio sky is a lot of water and like we have to make sure we feel safe with water it's like extremely important to protect yourself not physically not just physically energetically emotionally mentally spiritually that protection um, but still not allowing yourself to be closed off. It's a fine line. I feel like that describes Scorpio really well. So that's all I have for the forecast, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast, if you enjoy today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways. You can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly. You can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast, which is new for exclusive episodes, or you can purchase my book, which has the exact same name as this podcast. So with so much love and gratitude, see you very, very soon in the next episode.